You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good evening, everybody, and welcome into a special presentation of WarChant TV, where we will be doing an interactive session with uh, a very special member of the Florida State community. Alongside the managing editor of WarChant.com, Ira Chaffel, my name is Tom Lang. Ira, how's it going tonight, first of all? And, and secondly, I'll ask you, what a cool opportunity we have tonight to learn a little bit of something about the way Florida State is run. Athletic department, of course, it goes hand in hand with this from behind the scenes. This is going to be a pretty cool night. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. You know, nobody knows more about what's going on at Florida State University or the athletics department than Peter Collins, who's the uh, chair of the board of trustees. He took that position last summer. He was elected by the board uh, to be the chair of the board. And uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. I mean, this is awesome that he's willing to do this and talk directly to the fans and and to all the folks on uh, War Chance. So we're really excited about it. It certainly is our honor here at Warchant TV and Warchant.com. And as you see at the top of the screen, please, if you have not already, if this is the first time you're signing on to Warchant TV, like this video. It helps us find more Florida State fans and alum who are looking for Florida State news. And if you have not already, subscribe to our channel. Because uh, every time you log on to YouTube's homepage, if you subscribe to our channel, the latest from Warchant TV will be right there for you. So these are the kinds of things that we can do every time you support us. And we appreciate that support. So let's get to our guest tonight, uh, Peter Collins. Let me introduce him a little bit. The many titles. Uh, I could go into a lot of business titles as well, but uh, to say he's accomplished would be a huge understatement. He has served on the Florida State University Foundation Board of Trustees for the College of Business. He has served on the Board of Governors and the Student Investment Fund Board. Uh, he was inducted into the FSU College of Business Alumni Hall of Fame last year in 2021. And most notably for tonight's purposes, he is the chair of the FSU Board of Trustees. With that comes a seat on the Seminole Boosters Executive Board as well. We welcome Peter Collins to WarChant TV for an interactive chat with everyone out there. Peter, welcome to the program tonight. Hey, how are you? Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you, Ira. Glad to have you, man. The, uh, I, I, have a dis I have a disclaimer. I see the color of my uh, pullover on TV. It's not... Uh, pink it's garnet i i got a bad camera i'm sorry but it's garnet for all of you ready to lambest me uh it's it's garnet and uh, at least it's not orange 
That's correct. It, you can wear red stuff that looks orange, and you wouldn't believe the comments. They get pretty hateful pretty fast. So, um, and that's the logo for uh, the Seminole Golf Course, which is great too. Um, but uh, Peter, it's it's our pleasure to have you, and I know that Ira will be leading the way for a lot of discussions tonight. But uh, we look forward to the next uh, forty-five minutes to an hour, and it should be a great time. Yeah, Looking we actually. To it. Yeah, we and we got some questions that people already posted on our message boards. There's the live chat that people can ask questions as well. Um, but I want to ask you just one quick one, real quick, just because you know a lot of times when. Um, people think of board of trustees members or athletic directors or uh, people in prominent positions. You kind of forget that they're also fans. And uh, I know that, you know, for example, when David Coburn was the athletic director before uh, Michael offered, he was, you know, as passionate about Florida state athletics as anybody. I know you are as well. I was kind of curious, like what, not to, not to, you know, put your date out, your age out there, but when were you in school at Florida state? I know you've got several degrees from Florida state, but when were you in school? What was your fan experience uh, before you became a, a member of the board of trustees and all that. So my fan experience actually uh, happened in probably uh, 1978, a couple of years after Bobby Bowden had been hired. And he, uh, my brothers and sisters were in uh, at, at Florida state. They were older than I was. And uh, I remember my first memories of Florida state were playing underneath the bleachers in uh 1978 the 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 end zone bleachers uh the stadium obviously looks a lot different uh today but uh my first memory are playing under the uh, the bleachers when i was a kid wow and that's a it's a pretty good time frame to be uh a florida state fan if you the the sweet spot there i mean you know all different fans have different experiences some you know some students i think tom was here in a, maybe a, t- a tougher period in the, in the mid two thousands. Um, but that's a tough period. You're yeah. definitely in the sweet spot, right? That, there. that was the Chris Ricks era, right? Mid two thousands. Uh, yeah. And just after that too, I was here for uh, the controversy, the, the uh, legendary quarterback controversy of Drew Weatherford and Xavier Lester, just to make sure we won one, I guess. Chris, Chris, Chris Ricks was the Gator killer, but he couldn't beat Miami to save his life. Well, he never well, did. No, but we're going to give uh, we're going to cut Drew Weatherford some slack since he's on the board of trustees with you. So uh. Drew is, uh, you know, it's so great having him on the board of trustees with us. It's uh, he's a phenomenal, uh, very accomplished and uh, obviously bleeds garnet and gold and he loves it. And uh, Drew's a good buddy and uh, really cares about Florida State deeply. Awesome. Uh, Peter, um, I'm curious. One more uh, thing. Can I say this, Tom? Sure. So. I used to listen to the broadcasts of the games with Gene Deckerhoff and Vic Prinzi. I don't know if many uh, of yeah. members remember Vic Prinzi, but I would listen to them in the late seventies and early eighties. And uh, uh, I said this at my uh, induction ceremony. I remember vividly sitting in my bedroom, listening to the broadcast of the 1980 or 1981 uh, road game against Nebraska, where we won 18 to 14. And I was a seminal. It was, uh, I, I was a Seminole. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, we all had those moments and, and you know what? Gene Deckerhoff seems to be in the middle of a lot of those, uh, for, for a lot of holes for decades. You know, I've never met, I, I've never met him. What is that? Right. I got to meet him. That's I would think as the, uh, the chair of the board of trustees, uh, he would take that meeting. If you, <laughs> if you asked, maybe, maybe he probably is just like, yeah, that guy's not important. 
So again, you know, for everybody out there on uh, YouTube, Facebook chat, and obviously the Warchant message boards, we've collected your questions from Warchant.com. But if you have questions for Peter, we are going to bring them to his attention after Ira and I ask a few ourselves. I mean, uh, what's a panel without asking, uh, having the opportunity to ask some questions ourselves to the, uh, to the head man at the board of trustees. But Peter, for those who might not be uh, as fluent in how uh, universities run, uh, the structure of a university and how uh, board of trustees might run alongside parallel to sometimes perpendicular with uh, an athletic department. If you don't mind giving us a, a view of, of what your role is and then how often you would interact with a Michael Alford, uh, the athletic director at Florida state. Is that something that you check in daily with him once a week, monthly, quarterly, how does that look and work? Uh, obviously also you have a seat on the chair of the uh, Seminole boosters executive committee as well, but uh, I'm curious to hear how it all works. First of all, uh, I can't, I couldn't be happier that Michael Alford is our athletic director. I talk to Mike every day, uh, either text or uh, email uh, or on the phone. We're, we're talking every day. And he's just an unbelievably passionate uh, advocate for our student athletes and an unbelievably passionate advocate for Florida State. So uh, I talk to Michael Alford all the time. And, uh, we, we have made a lot of great strides at Florida State in the last decade, let's call it, uh, in, in raising our ranking. But uh, sports is what binds us as Seminoles. Uh, and, and all of our teams, from the football team to women's soccer that just won the national championship to uh, women's uh, softball that just played for the national championship to our baseball team, you name it, the golf team. Trey Jones, the golf coach, is a good friend of mine and uh, is a passionate Seminole. You know, sports are what bind us as Seminoles. Uh, we care about our school. We want us to be highly ranked. We want our degree to mean something. But at the end of the day, uh, sports is really one of those things that really binds us. And so we spend a lot of time on it. Uh, you guys obviously spend a lot of time on it. And uh, I, I, I think I've been a member of Warchant for probably 20 years. I don't know. Um, I don't post a lot. Uh, and I certainly don't post a lot now, and I hope no no war chant uh, people release my screen name. But um, I, uh, I, you know, I I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I'm a fan now, and 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 it's only because really sports is what binds us together as Seminoles. I think. Well, I'm not going to out you that your name is .com on the message board, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Gene Gene might take offense to that. Um, you know, I, on that topic though, I. I think, you know, when, when you look at, and not to go into the history of ups and downs in the athletics department, but it seems like this is a unique time where you have, um, you were elected to the chair of the board of trustees last summer. President McCullough was hired, I think right before that as the new president of the university, Michael Alford becomes the athletic director in January. And so it, it's like you have this um, kind of a fresh start, but kind of a new beginning, but also, you know, carrying on the tradition of, of excellence that the program's had. So what does that do having kind of um, a lot of people kind of in the same direction? And then, you know, obviously football is what, you know, stirs the drink for athletics across the country. Mike, Mike Norvell is kind of a newer head coach. So what does that do having all of that kind of new energy at the same time? I actually think it's really good. First of all, uh, from a personality standpoint, uh, Coach Norvell's great. Uh, my, he and Mike have a, Mike Alford have a great relationship. He and the president have a great relationship. I have a good relationship, really good relationship with uh, Coach Norvell. And 
as many people on Warchant know, that hasn't always been the case between the boosters and the athletic department and the administration. Uh, the relationship hasn't always been the best. And I think uh, President Thrasher uh, did a lot. And Ed Burr, who was the board chair before me, did a lot uh, to, to fix that uh, issue. Um, but it really comes down to the personalities. And I, I think the alignment is fantastic right now. And I think we're all on the same page. As I said uh, in my comments that you guys did on, on Warchant, everybody has a passion for excellence. President McCullough has a passion for excellence. Mike Alford has a passion for excellence. Certainly Coach Norvell has a passion for excellence. And so do I. And so that's where we start. Uh, okay, if, if our if our desire is ele uh, is excellence, how do we get there? And uh, I think you've seen some steps in the last few months since President McCullough's come on and Mike Alford's come on uh, to to get us moving in that direction. There's no doubt. Uh, David Coburn's a, one of my dear friends, and I I, I think the world of him and uh, people don't know the Herculean effort that he made to make sure that we didn't go into a bunch of debt or didn't have to shut down programs during COVID like a lot of other universities did. Uh, but but that's behind us now and we need to move forward and, and we're all on the same page. So let's go. Uh, we'll, we'll bring on the the interactive format here a little bit and we'll go to the warchant.com message boards. Uh, Ira, we got to take care of the of the uh, message board uh, folk and the members first, just as Peter Collins is. We have so many others at warchant.com. And uh, we'll get into the NIL first here. Captain uh, D63. Got to love the handles uh, with NIL legislation in Florida causing some hurdles for Florida State University. What does the board of trustees propose that can help catch FSU up in the NIL world? Peter, you know it. I mean, this has been the topic uh, outside of the transfer portal and day to day ops. NIL has been the topic in college football. So how does the board of trustees view NIL and how does it think that maybe it can help Florida state close the gap between itself and some other universities in the country? You know, the crazy thing is, is the NCAA, NCAA spent decades trying to keep the boosters and fans and, and people from, from paying players. And then overnight, almost it seemed that it was fine to pay players. Uh, and then everybody was having to catch up with, okay, well, how do you do that? Uh, and then you go from state to state and different states have different laws. Uh, Florida has a different law. Florida actually was on the forefront of allowing NIL uh, and it was great. Um, but now, but it, but it kept the university or arms of the university from, from quote facilitating uh, NIL. And so if you look at other states now uh, they're removing those handcuffs and there's a bill as you guys probably know and probably have reported on in the legislature uh, being sponsored by Representative Lamarca uh, about allowing the universities to do this. It's not to say that the universities want to play, are going to pay players because the universities are not, uh, but the universities can help facilitate that. And it's not just the payment. Uh, there's so many of these student athletes out there that want, you know, that hear this and they think, you know, and they, and then they hear that they can uh, make money off their name, image and likeness, but they have no clue what that means. I mean, these are 17 and 18 year old kids that are coming to FSU. They've never looked at a contract. They don't know what the responsibilities under a contract are. We should give them legal help. We should give them uh, counseling on, on how to do these. 
but at the same time, we have to be competitive. And you've seen other universities come out and, you know, we've all heard the stories, such and such is paying $50,000 a play, you know, guaranteeing $50,000 for every offensive lineman or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have a responsibility to do the right thing by the student athletes. And that's what we're focused on. We're certainly focused on being competitive. We're for, certainly focused on doing what we need to do to be competitive in NIL. Uh, I think it would shock a lot of your viewers or uh, members to realize how active the NIL aspect was, even in this last recruiting class. Uh, I know we lost some players and there was a lot of people out there that said, oh, you know, we just didn't step up. Um, I would beg to differ. And I would say that uh, we did step up. Now, did some other universities step up more? Sure. And is that is, is some of that a consequence of our state law of not being able to get involved? Somewhat. But again, it's it's brand new. Uh, and, and we're trying to find our footing in that. Uh, and we're working unbelievably hard on it. I can't say that the board of trustees is 100% focused on that. But the boosters are certainly focused on that. Mike Alford is focused on that. Uh, and there's a group uh, that is spun off from the boosters that that are focusing on that. So NIL is, uh, you know, it's the Wild West right now. NCAA doesn't have any rules on it. Uh, the state statutes, uh, there's not a lot of rules or penalties or things like that. And so uh, everybody's finding their way. I know it's easy to say, well, you know, such and such is paying them half a million dollars. Why aren't we doing this? And it, I, I hate to sound like, you know, I hate to say that, well, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but it is a little bit more complicated than that sometimes. I, I wanted to follow up on that, actually, because that was one of my questions I want to ask you, because you made the comment when we when we talked at um, Michael Alford's introduction ceremony that, you know, when you, before you got involved, before you joined boards, before you uh, joined the alumni board, the booster board or, or uh, the alumni foundation, you sometimes as a fan, you just want what's best for the university. And when, when you feel like it's not there or it's not happening quick enough, you could just get frustrated. But I think you said that, you know, once you got involved, you started to learn more and it's not always exactly what it seems. And sometimes there's more to it. What advice would you give fans who maybe don't have the information you have um, to, 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 to kind of deal with those emotions? Cause you, you know what it was like. Well, again, I, it comes from a passion for the university, and I totally get that because I have a passion for the university. And so everybody's passionate and 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 uh, why can't we do this? And how come we're not doing that? And, you know, we need to do that more of this and we need to do this quicker. I, I get all of that because I run through those same emotions uh, every, every day. Uh, but I would say that there's a lot of really good people working really hard on a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, there's friends of mine that are very active in NIL. They're trying to put deals together uh, for some of these student athletes. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to do some of these deals for student athletes. Remember, this is brand new. So when you go to, uh, let's say, somebody that wants to sponsor an NIL deal, they don't know how it works. The student athlete doesn't know how it works. The person trying to facilitate it is trying to figure out how it works. Uh, and and it's almost as if we if we get to a really good NIL deal uh, quickly, uh, we were just we sometimes we're just fortunate. It's not because everybody knew what they were doing, because most of the people didn't know what they were doing. But but it just worked out. So um, I would say to the fans out there, 
there, every member of the board of trustees wants us to be excellent in both in the classroom, but on the field and whatever field it is, um, we want excellence and we're pushing for excellence every day. Uh, I see the, I see the, I go probably, probably go on a war chant too much. Uh, I'm still, a, I'm still a fan and I see the comments and, you know, why isn't the administration doing this and when are they going to do that? And it's like, look, we're working hard on it. Um, there's no grass growing under and underneath our feet. We're, we're, we're moving. Peter, you've got extensive experience over the course of your career. You've worked uh, on campaigns. You've worked on pensions, uh, private sector. Obviously, now you're, you're giving back to the university here at Florida State. Fundraising is something you've been quite good at uh, for a long time. But would it be an oversimplification to say that the solution here to this particular issue, NIL, is just simply to raise more funds? Or, or is that the lifeblood of, of how Florida State can get from where it is now to the next step that it wants to go to as a university and as an athletic department? So, you know, that's a great question. Um, and I'll address this and I'm probably get in trouble for addressing this, but um, when we saw the recruit we lost, uh, you know, we're working on our football only facility and we're going to stick a shovel in the ground. I think I said this in my interview with you, Ira, uh, we're going to stick a shovel in the ground on the football only facility sooner rather than later. Uh and it's important for people to remember, everybody's frustrated that it's taking so long. You know, the, this first started under Jimbo, uh, the, the, the discussion and the need uh, and us staying ahead uh, of the curve on facilities. Well, then Jimbo left and then it got put on hold. And then we hired Coach Taggart and that then we started it back up and then we fired Coach Taggart and then it got put on hold. And then we hired Coach. Nor I, I'm I'm. I'm right. telling everybody everything you know, but it's it's not like that we don't want to do it or we haven't been working on it. Uh, we do want to do it. But at the same time, uh, we're going to spend $85 million, $80 million on a football-only facility. And we just lost a recruit to a team that doesn't even have a weight room. So the you know, the question is, do you spend money on NIL or do you spend money on, uh, on facilities? And I think when the answer to that to me is if you're Florida State, you spend money on both. Uh, you get the football only facility done, you get the stadium renovation done, and you have a very comprehensive and aggressive NIL program. So we're trying to do it all and we are gonna do it all. Uh, as I said uh, in my interview with you, Ira, I don't think we're gonna surprise people because I think people think we should have done the football only facility three years ago. and. As a fan, I, I would agree, but you know, stepping back and looking at it, you realize, well, there's more involved. Uh, but we're going to stick a shovel in the ground sooner than people think. We're already working on it. Uh, we've got the architects working on it. We've got the GCs working on it. We've got the 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 bond the the bonding side of it. We're working on, and so everybody is working very hard on that. But at the same time, working on NIL. Uh, so many of you out there, uh, War Chant subscribers, your questions have already been answered by Peter Collins because uh, a lot of these questions bleed into one another. But I do want to ask a question or, or echo one from Gator188 who asked, good evening. Thank you for doing this for Florida State fans, Peter. How is the search coming for the president? Gator, first of all, Gator188. So, that's that's Gator Kirk. He's He is uh, a person that, that uh, is known as one of the biggest Noel fans, if it is the, the one I'm thinking of. He's in Virginia Beach. Yeah, there's a story there. He, yeah. he's, he's he's a null. Okay. 
We'll go to bad. Terrible name for a null, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Gator Kirk is is, uh, his name. Uh, How's the search coming for the president of the Seminole boosters and go Knowles says Gator. So uh, it's a great question. Uh, As, as, as everybody knows, when we, when we hired Mike Alford, we created a vacancy uh, and Mike had done such an unbelievable job of, and we had for, almost four decades, the same head of the boosters. Uh, and Andy Miller, who I is a good friend of mine, and I, I think the world of him and uh, what he did. Uh, but it was the same organization for uh, 40 years. And uh, Mike came in and, and breathed uh, fresh life into the booster program. And what he did was incredible. And when we hired him as athletic director, creating that void, um, we're going to do a search, um, but we're currently looking at, okay, uh, for the first time in four decades, uh, we've had somebody that was head of the boosters and now they're the athletic director. So my comment to Mike Alford at, uh, when, when he got the job is I said, okay, Mr. Athletic Director, now that you're athletic director, what do you think is under the purview of the athletic department? And what do you think is under the purview of the boosters, Right. And so he sort of gave me a wry smile like Mike does. And he said, well, I'll let I'll get back to you on that. And so we are going to do a search. Uh, It's going to be a nationwide search uh, for a a new president of the boosters. Uh, And we're but we have to tell them exactly what's in their portfolio. And, And we're in the process and the booster board is in the process with Mike of working out what that if there's going to be some changes in there. We've got a question from uh, the social media sphere. Actually, it's uh, the chat here tonight. Eric Angel, a frequenter of Warchan TV, asks, Hey there, Tom, Iron, Peter. My question is about Doak renovations. Uh, are, is there still a green light for Doak Campbell renovations, uh, practice fields, and new facilities also? You've kind of touched on the uh, football-only facility, but um, any light on, on Doak Campbell's renovations, Peter? Yeah, I don't know if you uh, – I, I know Warchant has put some pictures of the renderings up uh, and Mike Alford has been in the, at, at when he was head of the boosters has been in the sales process and meeting with, uh, season, you know, whether it's, uh, skybox owners or, uh, uh, ticket, just regular ticket holders, uh, meeting with donors and asking them what they want and did a listening campaign, which is how the design came out. Uh, I think we have eight founders boxes. I think all eight founders boxes are now uh, uh, accounted for in terms of who's going to buy them. Uh, and now they've moved on to the next phase, which is the low seating. And then they'll move on to the uh, the, the field boxes. Um, but that effort is going on. We're going to do it. Uh, you have to. If you look at the revenue that we're bringing in, let's say that we only have, um, let's say that we have 40,000 fans. For example, let's say that we have 40,000 fans. We basically have three ticket choices. Uh, we have the Champions Club, we have the Skyboxes, and we have the stadium. We haven't raised ticket prices in the stadium in, in a long time. Uh, the Champions Comp Club has been a challenge. The boxes uh, don't change over that much. But we got three points of sale. And Mike Alford, is a, uh, you know, he's been at the Cowboys. He's been at a lot of other places. And, and he would tell you that you need 12 points of sale. You need, you need lots of different packages. And so um, we're in that 
design slash selling phase uh, and trying to feel out how people feel about the different options. But it's going very well. We, like I said, we sold out all the founders boxes. Uh, we're selling out the loge boxes and then we'll move to uh, the field boxes. But we are absolutely going to do the stadium renovation. We have to. We have to to be competitive. We have to to raise revenue. Uh, and and it's, it's the future of football. We're going to shrink the stadium uh, in terms of number of people there, but we're going to increase the revenue pretty dramatically. And just, uh, I want to, Tom, I want to clarify one thing for, for some of the fans who sometimes you get confused. We write stories about the football facility, we wrote stories about Doak and the renovations. And then there was the, the money from blueprint that the, the FSU is getting from the city of Tallahassee and Leon County. And, and there's been a perception, I think that those, that the renovations that Peter's talking about are related to that, whether it's 10 or $20 million that the, the that FSU is going to be getting from the city and county. That's not, it's a totally different project. That is to run it. That's to, to fix the infrastructure of the stadium. There's a, a lot of things underneath the stadium that are dilapidated, cracking, you know, just the foundation and, and uh, some ADA issues and things like that. So there's two separate things there in terms of Doe Campbell stadium. And this is what, what Peter's talking about is how the inside of the stadium, renovating that, what it looks like, and then that money that they're trying to get from the city and county is a separate thing. I just want to clarify that for some people who may conflate the two. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, you know, Blueprint and the people involved in Blueprint and the people on the committee, uh, you know, have been tremendous supporters of Florida State. Florida State is a major economic driver for Tallahassee. I, I don't think I'm saying anything that anybody would disagree with there. And if you're going to invest uh, in something for the long-term future of, of Tallahassee, Florida State's a pretty good investment, just like FAMU. Uh, people forget that Blueprint put $10 million into FAMU Stadium. So uh, this, this but, but you make a good point, Ira, this money is going for infrastructure improvements. This is not going to luxury boxes. And I, that's just... It's unfortunate that there's a lot of misinformation being put out there about that, but it's a lot easier to attack this by saying, oh, well, they're spending this money on, you know, sky boxes for rich people. This that money will not go to that. If you're just joining us, we have Peter Collins here. He is the chair of the FSU Board of Trustees uh, and he is a knoll through and through. So if you're just joining us, you can put comments in the YouTube chat or if you're on Facebook Live, submit your questions for Peter Collins right now uh, because you have a chance to talk to somebody who is highly involved in where Florida State is right now and where they're going to go in the future. So Peter, I guess let me ask one follow-up question about those projects for creating maybe 12 points of, of ticket sales for Doak Campbell uh, as well as the project for the football-only facility. Are these going to be parallel projects in terms of completion and the beginning of the work, or is it football only facility is prioritized to be started and completed first, followed by the stadium? How does the board of trustees see these projects developing parallel or uh, sequentially? I'd love them to be parallel, but the facts are that we're way ahead uh, on the football only facility from a planning, from a design, from a being able, you know, it's just, the whole process, we're way ahead on the football only facility than we are on the, uh, the, the football stadium. The football stadium, and I give Mike Alford all the credit in the world on this. Uh, you know, he's the one that came in and said, look, what are we doing here? <laughs> he's a big fan. He's like, what are we doing? Um, he's like, what are we doing here? We need to create more points of sale. We need to, we need to do this and this and this. 
so we've been talking about the football only facility, like I said, going back to Jimbo. So we're way down the road on that in terms of being able to put a shovel in the ground. Uh, and we're still in the planning stages on the stadium. So as much as I'd like them to be parallel, uh, they're going to be sequential and the football only facility will be first. Tom, can I ask a question before you go to some more of the chat questions? Absolutely. Um, so we've heard news out of the football staff in the last couple of weeks. They, there were two new additions to the football staff last week, uh, Corey Fuller and Kiwan Ratliff joining off-field roles. And then uh, there's news that uh, FSU hasn't officially announced it. Uh, there's going to be another staff member uh, involved in the recruiting process and roster management. Um, it seems like you know Florida State's trying to catch up with the Joneses in terms of uh, football staff. And, and Mike Alford, in the article I wrote last week, he talked about that, um, that that's a priority. How far does Florida State need to go to catch up to some of these other schools? And, and, and is that even realistic when you consider, you know, the TV payouts and the disparity and what FSU can bring in compared to maybe some of these SEC schools? So that's a great question. Uh, I, first of all, I, I would like to say that if anybody and if any of your members that are watching this are, uh, are also boosters, uh, the, we need everybody to give, right? Uh, we need everybody to be a booster. We need everybody to be involved. Uh, it's just a fact of life. Uh, it takes money to do all of this. And whether you give $70 or 7,000 or 70,000, it doesn't, it, in my mind, it doesn't matter. We, we need a lot more $70 donors. Um, you know, the $70,000 donors are great, but we need $70 donors. So, uh, we need to do all of that. And, and so the money that we're talking about uh, investing, uh, we're raising a lot of it from, from, from boosters uh, and, and we're going to finance some of it. Uh, you know, interest rates are still historically low, so we're going to finance some of it. Uh, but we need more donors. We need a bigger base. I think we Mike tells a story where, you know, at our height, we probably had 13,000 annual donors. Uh, and then when we got down to a low, it was probably uh, right around 9,000. So we lost 4,000 donors. So if you think at our height is 13,000, you know, you look at our alumni, it's we're raising money from a fraction of our alumni. And I think that that's where we're doing a, a poor job and, and really where Mike focused on uh, in increasing that annual fund and increasing the smaller donors. Smaller donors are a lifeblood uh, to anything. And, and so I would just encourage everybody to, to give. Uh, you don't have to be you know, a million dollar donor to, to matter. You, you, you could be a $70 donor and really matter uh, to the program. So, uh, I don't know. If I answered your question, Ira, but right, right, because well, I mean, that, that, right. I mean, there's you know, there's a. I think there's a feeling going back to the fans' uh, frustration sometimes is when they see, you know, newspaper articles or or breakdowns of what schools and different conferences are getting, and they look at Florida State's payout from the ACC and they say, okay, well, you know, how, how can we keep up? And and I know that one positive thing was the ACC network. Um, you know, now they do have to deal with Comcast. We can, I can actually watch AC. Finally, finally, finally. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there were some phone calls, uh, during the process. A lot, a lot of phone calls. Um, Um, you know, but I I, guess that is the way making up the difference has to come from the boosters. And then also, I guess what you were talking about raising rent, you know, Mike Golfer wants to do 
generating more revenue from the football stadium could be a piece of it. Also, it's got to come from a lot of different places, I assume. It's got to come from a lot of different places. And, you know, I see the posts and I was probably one of those guys posting about our grant of rights deal and some of those other deals uh, a while ago. Uh, And I'm not going to talk about that. What I would say is it is what it is. And we can either accept it and say, oh, well, you know, this is our lot in life because, you know, this is our deal or we can find another way. And we're all about finding another way right now. Uh, I think that college football in general is still trying to figure out its future. Uh, You know, we talk about the conference realignments and we talk about, you know, what the SEC is doing. And then we talk about the alliance and and all that stuff. You know, that's fine. That's to my mind. Some of that is just noise. Uh, We got to do what we can control. We can't control what all the athletic directors in the country are going to vote on. We can't control what the SEC or the the people out West are going to do or the Big Ten are going to do. We can only control what we can control at Florida State. And people forget. I mean, we were the juggernaut in college football. Uh, let's forget about all of athletics, but college football for a long, long time. And we were way ahead of the curve on uh, the Seminole boosters. Uh, you know, state colleges just didn't raise a lot of money uh, in their booster program. And so I don't want to say we've lost our way, but we sat on our laurels for a little while. Uh, and But we need to become the juggernaut again. Uh, there's a few schools out there that have become juggernauts. and And if it's just tied to right now winning on the field, you're never going to build a good program long-term on that. You have to have people that are invested, not just the coaches, not just the players, but the fans that are invested in that success. And it's up to us to make sure that they know that um, the board is invested in that, the athletic directors invest in that, the coaches are invested in that, and we need them to be invested in that. You know, so many times people say, well, you know, I got to see this before I'm going to do this. I've got to see this before I'm going to do that. You know, if everybody felt like that, the, the, the contributions would dry up tomorrow and then where would you be? So you have to say, instead of, I got to see this before I do this, you got to say, I'm going to do this and I, and, and we're going to see this. And that's the way you got to look at it. To that end, that's a great segue, Peter. Uh, Spartan Old 71 says, Mr. Collins, who or what department handles creating scholarships and works with people who want to explore creating one? Mahalo. Great question. Um, Spartan Null 71. <laughs> uh, that's a booster uh, issue. Uh, and you would go to the boosters uh, and you would go to um, whoever the uh, gift officer is in your area about creating a scholarship. Uh, we need more of that. Uh, one of the biggest expenses we have in the athletic department is scholarship is is tuition, uh, and and it costs a lot of money. We got eighty five student athletes uh, on scholarship in the football program, and everybody knows tuition is even though it's still very uh, very reasonable in terms of other states, it's still expensive, and the football team has to pay for that. And so uh, I would say reach out to the boosters. Uh, and, and to get involved or to, to start contributing to a scholarship, you can contribute just as easily to the annual fund because contributions to the annual fund go to help a lot of things. Uh, but if you would like to create a scholarship, uh, it's, it's money well spent for these athletes. 
Yeah, hip- just just follow up on that real quick, Tom. Yeah, and there's a bunch of it, it's like going to a restaurant. You know, Florida State's got a wide menu of things you can do. You can you can donate to a particular scholarship. They have different ones uh, that are endowed for different people. They also have um, clubs. Each team has their own club, coaches clubs. So if you really want your money to go to basketball or women's basketball or golf, you go. You can actually sign up and give money directly to their their team, and, and that money will go to that. So there's a bunch of different options. But yeah, if you if you start with the booster office. Uh, they'll definitely uh, point you in the right direction. That, you know, that's a great point, Ira, on the uh, coaches clubs. That's a powerful tool for coaches. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that want to give to certain programs. They could care less about football or they could care less about baseball or maybe they don't care about women's softball. They want to give their money to, say, the golf program. Uh, and they can directly give that money and it goes into the the golf program. And since we started those coaches clubs or since the boosters started those coaches clubs, uh, we've raised millions of dollars. Maybe those are extra dollars. Maybe some of that would have gone to the boosters anyway and then gotten filtered through. Uh, but I think that it's been entirely additive uh, to the athletic department budget. Uh, you'd be surprised. I think, um, I think the basketball team's coaches club is probably number one, uh, but golf is number two. It's the number two coaches club. I think uh, Trey Jones, our golf coach, probably raises about close to $700,000 a year through the coaches club. Wow. And, you know, that moves the needle in golf. You know, you could give $50,000 to the football program and you might buy lunch for a you know, couple weeks. You give $50,000 to the golf program, it moves the needle. And uh, same thing with women's softball and women's soccer. Uh, it's unbelievable what you can do by directing those dollars. So you don't just have to give it to the boosters and, and, and have the boosters distributed. If you want to pinpoint your investment, you can do that. We have a, a little bit of closure here, uh, Peter. Gator Kirk has uh, chimed in from his uh, moniker on YouTube, and he says, I'm going to bite the bullet and become a booster, even though Mr. Collins <laughs> does not like my name. So uh, that's got a good ending to that story, Gator Kirk. Um, you know, Trey Jones is also a friend of mine, Peter, and uh, he is relentless when it comes to uh, fundraising. I did want to pivot to one other sport very quickly. Uh, we had a question from Daryl. I, I can't find the comment, but the gist of the question is uh, are there any long-term plans for Hauser? Uh, obviously, there's been a scoreboard in recent years been installed. I saw the padding in the outfield is something that the FSU baseball account tweeted out earlier this week. But are there any long-term plans for a, a brand-new fo- uh, baseball facility, renovations to Hauser? Uh, where does the baseball program fit uh, in the trustee's eye? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, one of my uh, goals as chair is to get our trustees – to see different things on campus. Most of the time we come for our board of trustees meetings and we sit in turn in the Turnbull center and we have our meeting and, and we have a dinner and we go home. Uh, and so I cut out our committee day and now we're doing committee meetings via zoom and everybody's coming in. And instead of the time that we would spend in our committee meetings, we're going on campus and we're actually seeing and touching things and, 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 I want them to go to a, a residence hall that needs renovation. I want them to go to a residence hall that just was recently renovated. Same with a building. Uh, Hauser is on our list as one of the places to see next. Uh, because people look at Hauser and they think, oh, well, you know, it's relatively new. It's not. Uh, the underpinnings of Hauser are, you know, 
similar to the underpinnings of Doe Campbell Stadium. It needs a lot of work. The facility needs a lot of work. Uh, when you go there from a fan experience, if you're just walking and sitting in your seat and looking at the field, yeah, great. If you're a player or if you're underneath the facility or inside the underneath the facility, you go, wow, this this needs some work. So uh, it's a priority. It, it's on the list uh, and we're going to do it. And the board of trustees is going to go see it and see why it's important. Uh, another question from Get Down or Lay Down here on YouTube, who is asking, is the board getting pressure from local businesses about agreeing to more home and home series over neutral site exchanges? Uh no, I would say the board is not. Uh, somebody probably is, but the board is not. Uh, nobody's called me about it. Uh, well, and they, but and, I, and not to interrupt you, but they, 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 that's kind of the direction you, the university is going towards that direction of not having as many neutral site games is the, is the, the yeah, plan, not to interrupt you, but yeah, I, um, I, the neutral, every dollar is so important that. We used to go to a neutral site. I've been to lots of games in Orlando. I've been to lots of neutral site games in Jacksonville and other places uh, when we would uh, move our games there. And it was great because there was a lot of Seminoles and we were moving things around. But money wasn't as important to us back then as it is today. And so uh, it's important for us to pack Doak. It's important for us to have all that revenue coming in uh, and for the community to have that revenue. So you're going to see less and less of, of that from us. Now we do next year, we have LSU uh, and it's at a neutral location. It's in New Orleans. Okay. You know, it's a great, going to be a great game and a great location. That's fine. And, and because of how we're structuring it, we're making money off of it. Would we make as much as if we had, you know, Notre Dame at, 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 at Doe Campbell, like we did at the beginning of the year? No, but, uh, you know, some of that stuff is important to still do, but we're going to do less of that. We have another question uh, from the boards at warchant.com. And again, we're joined by Peter Collins, the chair of Florida State's Board of Trustees. Uh, and he's a member of warchant.com. So if you're not yet, what are you waiting for? And be sure to like and subscribe uh, to this video and to our channel. Respect. And just, and just I'm going to look up here and see how long uh, I'm going to see my screen name and see how long I've been a member, but it's been a long time. <laughs> But while you're doing that, I just want to remind people that joined us late. Peter is wearing a garnet, a lovely garnet. Yeah, it's not pink. It's got <laughs> it's got the, the golf course logo on it. It's not pink. It's just uh, my poor lighting. I'm sorry. So member uh, Lake Jackson Birdman, I, I don't think that we can eliminate Peter Collins' screen name, you know, by these people who are submitting questions unless he's just playing the, the burner game. But uh, what is the Board of Trustees doing to maintain a mutually beneficial and strong relationship with the Seminole Tribe of Florida? Are there better opportunities to highlight <laughs> this relationship? Well, I'll answer the second part of that first. Absolutely. Uh, we can always find better opportunities to highlight the relationship. It's, it's a relationship that it's important for us not to be complacent with. And it's a relationship that is because it's a relationship that's very meaningful to us. Maybe the most meaningful relationship, external relationship that we have as a university. Uh, we do a lot with the Seminole tribe. Uh, we seek their input quite a bit on many topics. Uh, I think our relationship today is, is, is as strong as it's ever been. Uh, I, I still encounter people that say, well, you know, you guys are going to lose the Seminole name because, you know, everybody's losing their name. And, um, 
by the way, how bad is what is it? The Washington Commanders? Not that I not that I don't agree that we shouldn't have gotten rid of the Redskins name, but the Commanders, that's a terrible name because I'm a Cowboys fan. So uh, I'm probably losing some fans on 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 War Champ. But uh, I give my best friend from college who uh, is a Washington Redskins fan. And uh, now he's he's even shaking his head on the Commanders. Anyway, um, I think that uh, it's a relationship that we it's important to us. It's important for us to do the right thing by that relationship. And I think we work really, really hard on doing the right thing by that relationship. And, uh, but we can always work to improve it. Yeah. One more thing on the commanders. Uh, How about those uniforms, Peter? I mean, they just downgrade the quality of those uniforms went from NFL to bad college uh, all in one move. It's pretty, pretty nasty. Uh, Yeah. What, what, one of the questions I, I saw in the chat I, I wanted to mention um, that I don't know if Tom was going to bring it up yet or not. It was about adding sports. And I know when, when, when president Thrasher, uh, you know, was, was serving his tenure, he kind of had an idea of maybe at some point adding lacrosse as a sport, because I think he's got some, maybe some grandkids that play it. And I know that's something that's, there's been an interest in, in that, but I know there's a lot of, there's title nines, a factor, there's cost as a factor. Um, could you just, uh, does that ever bubble up to your guys' level and, and, and sure. what are some of the complexities there? Sure. Um, it, you know, you have a, again, this goes back to the donors. Uh, we need to raise more money to do more sports. Uh, I, I think all of us would like to see lacrosse. I think uh, with the success of our women's soccer team, people would like to see men's soccer. I would personally like to see men's soccer. Uh, and I would like to see lacrosse, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a zero sum game, right? Uh, you know, you got, unless you raise more money, you've got to take the money from somebody else to be able to do that. And so we need more, uh, boosters. We need more contributors, uh, to, to these, to make these things happen. Um, but I'd like to see us, increase our sports dramatic, uh, you know, additional sports dramatically. Once again, we're with Peter Collins, the chair of the FSU board of trustees. And we've got about, I'm drinking, you know, I'm drinking coffee, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, we have the war chant happy hour. Day. If you ever want to stop by, we have a war chant happy hour program that you're most welcome to in case you wanted something different uh, than a cup of coffee. But <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you quickly about your background, uh, Peter, if that's all right. I, I saw the video. Sure. Uh, when you were inducted into the FSU College of Business Hall of Fame and you spoke about an experience where you're working with uh, a capital group and uh, you're, you're on the brink of hearing some news about an, an expansion into your family. But uh, you had an idea about investing into real estate and you had a thesis that you submitted to your partners and your partners didn't go for it. So you said, OK, I'm going to go in my own direction. Then you realize that you, you were going to have one more mouth to feed in your house, in your home, and you still went and pressed ahead to do that. The reason I'm asking this question is because when it comes to fundraising and sticking to a plan in tough times and Florida State University in the grand scheme of athletic success, especially on the football field, is in a, and it's in a tougher place than it's been in a while. What kind of attitude do you need to have? What kind of attitude do you need to see from your fellow trustees, the athletic department and folks that are a part of the booster community in order to get you from a place where it feels like it might be a risk to a place where like you've arrived on the other mm-hmm. side of, of a tough period in, in uh, your career or your, or your life, or in this case, an athletic program's existence. 
You know, that was one of the uh, biggest decision points in my life, uh, it, Tom, and I appreciate bringing that up. Uh, and just for the people that are watching this, I, uh, I wanted to start my own business. I had a great job. Uh, I wanted to start my own business and I, I worked hard on the plan and came home and I was telling my wife that, you know, hey, we're going to live off savings for about a year, year and a half. I'm not really sure how this is going to go. And, you know, but I really feel passionate about this. And she started crying. And I said, well, wow, uh, I'm kind of excited about this. Why are you crying? She said, well, I'm pregnant. And that's when I found out we had we were having our fourth child. Uh, but your question is a great question. Um, if you're passionate about something and if you're whether it's Florida State or anything else, you have to you have to do everything that you can to. To try to make that whatever, whatever it is that you're passionate about happen. And uh, I see so many posts either on WarChan or I talk to people every day. You know, I get I get Ram calls every day from. Uh, alumni, I, they get my number from somewhere. I, I don't know where they get it, but they call me and, you know, they're complaining about something or they want us to do something or they're telling me they're not going to support something until such and such happens. And, you know, my challenge to them is, look, if everybody felt that way, uh, we would never get anywhere. Uh, you have to believe in, in, you have to, you have to help fulfill your passion and for all those people out there that are wondering uh, whether they should do something or whether they should give or whether should they should get involved, um, I, sometimes I don't care if you give, get involved, help raise money from other people. Uh, there's people that have different gifts, um, but there's no denying at the end of the day, money makes this work. Without money, it doesn't work. So we have to raise the money. And for people that sit on the sidelines and waiting for us to win national championships before they get involved, you know, it's just not, we're, we're not going to get there that way. You, uh, you mentioned earlier your confidence in Mike Norvell. Um, yeah. And, and you, you've got to spend more what time. What a great with, guy. What a well, great that, guy. Well, that's what I was going to ask you for, for the fans who come into the stadium on Saturday and see the final score or, you know, see that, something's not going the way they hoped in recruiting or whatever else, but they don't get to interact with Mike Norvell the way you do. Like, what are some of the reasons when you've talked to him, the relationship you have that you're like, okay, this is the guy we need to get behind this guy and he's going to get us where we want to go. A uh, couple things. Uh, first, when we were talking about, and you alluded to this, uh, Ira, when we were talking about putting more money into the support staff and putting more money into the coaches, and we have in the last few months, we've put significant millions more dollars into that. Uh, and I don't want to badmouth Jimbo, but it's so easy, so I'm going to. Hey, um, we're, we're here for it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, Jimbo wanted us to spend more money than anybody was spending. And that was the only, you know, he's like, if you want to be successful, we have to spend the most. The difference is Mike Norvell says, I, I don't need to be number one. I don't need to be number five. I need to be top 10. I need to be able to be competitive and I'll win the day as long as we're competitive. If I can't be competitive, then I, you know, if I can't compete, then I, you know, what am I doing here? Yeah. 
So uh, that's the biggest difference between Mike Norvell and some other coaches. Uh, and second of all, I went to the Boston College game this year. We did an away uh, trustee game, and I was sitting with uh, Coach Norvell's wife, Maria. You talk about somebody that's wrapped up into success on the football field. It was Maria Norvell. Uh, and she has a passion for it. And it was just, it was really fun to see. And you know, if she's that passionate, he's got to be eight times that passionate. Uh, and it's rubbing off, right? And she's living and dying with every play. And I, I just, it was, it was something great to see. And I talked to Coach Norvell before that game, after that game. I was in the locker room after we won the Miami game. And uh, his passion is palpable and you can, you can feel that passion. And he, but at the same time, he's like, look, I don't, I don't need all the money. I need enough to be competitive. And I love that about him. If there are some things that um, you would list Peter as, as things that would help get Florida state busy beyond money, maybe some things about infrastructure or the facility itself that's coming the football only facility. Are there things that you think could help bridge the gap quickly? Uh, between where Florida State is now and to get to that place where Mike Norvell, all he needs is to get to the table and he'll do the rest. Uh, are there some some things that maybe you have prioritized, the Board of Trustees has prioritized, other than the things that maybe we've discussed tonight? Is there something maybe that the fan base or, or the media community doesn't, doesn't know about that it takes to be in that conversation like Mike Norvell wants to be? Um, I think the biggest thing is the, the, the money for the support staff. It's... It's clear. I mean, if you saw Coach Napier's, you know, press conference, they're not, they're not going to hire 40 people, but uh, they're going to hire a lot of people on the support staff side. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer if, if you want to accomplish something, somebody has to be in charge of it. <clears throat> and if you want to accomplish a lot of things, you need a lot of people to be in charge of those things. And so uh, we're committed to to doing that and we're committed to having that infrastructure uh, and having that support system. I think that there's a lot of people out there that think, oh, well, you know, such and such is just going to lap us and all that. They don't know the, 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 the commitment that we have to that. Ira, you know a little bit about that. You've seen some of the job postings. You've seen some of the new people coming on. Uh, we're committed to it. And so I, I don't know that there's a lot of things out there that that Warchant doesn't know. Uh, Ira and Dotcom and Tom, you all and and Aslan, you guys do a great job, uh, obviously. So there's not a lot of things that the Warchant War community doesn't know. But I would tell you that uh, when they tell you that we're doing this, there's a lot of commitment behind it, and there's a lot of determination behind it, and we'll get it done. I. I know that people have been talking about doing things for a long time and we got to show you, uh, but we're working, we're working hard on it. And we're going to, we're going to show you in pretty short order, I think on some of this stuff. Awesome. We appreciate it, Peter. Ira, I'll give you the last word here. Obviously, if you've got anything before, um, you know, our time with Peter is up for this particular evening. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I was just going to kind of follow up, just kind of give you the, the stage one last time to, you know, you've already made your impassioned plea a few times, Peter, to uh, for people to step up and support uh, FSU athletics and FSU in, as a as an entity. Um, but I just want to give you the floor one last time. Really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's been a it's been a pleasure, and I think it's been informative. 
Um, but I just want to you know, give you one last chance to, uh, I guess, make your case for uh, people <laughs> stepping up. Well, first of all, I appreciate the invite. Uh, it's a little surreal, you know, like I said, having been a member of WarChant for a long, long time, and now I'm, I'm sitting here doing a, 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 a video co uh, call. <laughs> but, um, I think that uh, the, the Board of Trustees is 100% behind the president, and the president is 100% behind the athletic director, and the athletic director is 100% behind the coaches. And that's an incredible, you need that. It's a, it's a, it's a great alignment, but it's a necessity. It's a necessary alignment, and it's sort of like a must-have. Uh, and we haven't always had that, but we have that now. And I would challenge the fan base out there to do the same thing. There has to be an alignment between the university uh, and the fan base, and that that alignment is support, and that support doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be $70,000. It could be $70 with enough people uh, contributing $70. And so uh, again, I would challenge those people out there that are posting, well, you know, Mike Norvell is going to have to win eight games before I start contributing. Okay. Well, um, you know, that's like saying, well, my kid's going to have to walk before I feed him. Well, <laughs> You know, it's like, it's not going to happen. I actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. I mean, I, you know, it just doesn't, it, one, one doesn't, you know, necessarily uh, turn into the other. So I think that um, it costs a lot of money to do this. And have there been, you know, I don't want to say that there's been mis some missteps made in the past, but in the bet with the benefit of hindsight, we would have done some things differently. But the other thing I would challenge your viewers and your members is that there, those things that were done in the past, you, you can't blame this administration. We got a brand new president. We got a brand new board chair. We got a brand new athletic director and, you know, bashing us over the head because, you know, well, you know, they, when's the administration going to do this? Well, we're working on it. Uh, we hear you, uh, and, and it's, it's not that we're taking our direction from war champ, but we're taking our direction as Seminoles. Everyone, member of the board of trustees, uh, is a knoll. Uh, they're passionate about the knolls. Uh, Mike Alford's passionate about the knolls. Uh, president McCullough is passionate about the knolls. He's passionate about sports. It's not something you would necessarily think of. I mean, he came from Carnegie Mellon and Harvard, but he's a he's a giant sports fan and he wants us to be excellent in everything. And so uh, we but we need we need the fan support and we need the fans help to get there. Seeing a lot of questions before we let you go, Peter. But uh, yeah, go ahead. basic. Answers. I got about I got about 10 more minutes if you've got if, if you need to. All right. For informational purposes, we'll ask you just a couple of quick ones. Uh, how do we donate money from Mike Bainter? How do we donate money? As a huge fan, so many of us, uh, they want to donate money towards the NIL. So that would be well, the Apex or? Well, but they can't really get, the university can't really be involved in that right now. Correct. So, so you would direct them somewhere point. else, correctly? Is, is it? Well, they have. To I can't direct them. Uh, I can't help. direct them somewhere, but there yes. are groups out there that are doing this. And Ira probably knows go. who they are Rise, and yeah, talk Rising, to Ira. Yeah, Rising Spear um, is, the, is the organization that that's not affiliated directly with Florida State. Uh, that can help. You can donate to them. They have a website. Uh, you can donate to them. Or um, honestly, 
you know, NIL deals can just be put together. And right now, until the state of Florida changes their rules, you actually at, work directly with the athletes or their representatives. Some of the athletes, I think Jordan Travis has a management team that's working with him on his NIL deal. So you can uh, email me at ira at warchant.com. Yeah, don't email me. Yeah, Peter Collins cannot be involved. Yeah. It's, almost like, me. it's almost like Ira didn't pay attention to the video that you and I did on the legislation and the loopholes <laughs> that need to be closed here in uh, the Florida State Legislature. So, yeah, How about this one, though? I'll bet this one will work. What's the minimum number a non-FSU grad like uh, Tom Mortner here can give to Seminole Boosters, to Seminole Boosters? Uh, he's a huge fan of all FSU sports and, and loves the school. Uh, but uh, he wants to contribute. And like you said, the lifeblood are sometimes the small donors, Peter. Uh, is it just simply go uh, Google Seminole Boosters and then go to the Boosters website? Or, or how does one get involved if they're brand new to it and you've inspired them to donate tonight? Tom, you can give a dollar. You can give 50 cents. You can give a quarter. You can give a nickel. Uh, they'll take it. it. They'll take it. Uh, it there's no minimum uh, except zero. Uh, so... I appreciate the question. I, I, I understand where the question comes from and I don't mean to minimize the question, but you, literally you can give a dollar. It matters. It all adds up. And uh, yeah. there we, are, there are, there are booster levels that give different things. Like if you give, I you think know, the minimum booster level is like $70, but you can still true. give a dollar exactly. I mean, give a dollar to the coaches club. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, those are the two informational things uh, that we had for you, Peter, and I'm glad that one of them is uh, inbound uh, at this particular time in the history of uh, laws in the state of Florida. Uh, but it has been uh, a privilege to talk to you tonight, and I hope we get to do this again soon and check in as uh, Florida State, the Athletics Department, the Board of Trustees, everybody progresses uh, a little bit down the line here a couple quarters from now, if that's all right with you. But it's been an honor to talk to you, sir. Well, we'll do it. Uh after next football season when we win at least eight or nine games. How about that? No, no pressure, Mike Norvell. No pressure, Mike Norvell. <laughs> Thank Thanks you, again. Thanks a lot, Peter. Thanks. That was Peter Collins. Uh, he's the, the chairman of the board uh, with Florida State. Ira, that was pretty cool. Um, and for behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, Ira made that all happen. Uh, what was that process like in securing the interview, sir? Nothing, not, you know, just I got to, as he said, I got to talk to him at the uh, uh, introduction ceremony. Um, I mean, I've been aware of him and familiar with him uh, from his years of different involvement in the university. And, and, uh, but we interviewed him at the um, uh, Michael Alford's introduction ceremony. And so we talked then. And one of the things he conveyed was that, you know, he did want, he wants the fans to understand how committed they are and, and that they are, this isn't just talk, that they are putting money behind. Uh, what their, their words. And so whether that's increasing the support staff, whether it's getting this football facility built, and he is adamant that it's going to be built sooner than later, they won't give you a time frame. They won't give us a time frame. My guess is maybe after this season, you know, they can't do it during a season um, because the teams have to, the team has to practice. Uh, maybe it's quicker than that, but my guess would be after the season, but um, you know, he just kind of wanted to convey that to the fans and so we started talking about maybe doing something like this and, and it's a little bit different, you know, and I appreciate you kind of uh, moderating and uh, getting the questions ready and all that. But uh, yeah, I think it was informative. And, and I, I also do think it was just important for people to hear that the people running the university and running the athletics department, they're people and they, they have the same values and, and they want the same things that the fans do. Um, and hopefully he shared some of the information. 
And what was interesting is on the way out, kind of an answer to get down or lay down's question. If you could achieve one goal next year, sounds like eight or nine wins for the football program is, uh, is maybe a- among those goals. Um, but uh, Ira, do you want to pull up the um, somebody? Uh, I think Gene must put in the, the link for the risingspear.com. There um, it is yep. for people that are that did want to give because it's tricky. And I'll just explain this real quick. You know, we had an ideal and I'll deal with Devontae Love Taylor this season, and he did a video with our members. You could watch on more chant TV. A lot of people that are seeing this probably saw that once a week. Devontae Love Taylor would answer fans' questions and um, you know, just interact with the fans. It wasn't really for us. You know, we we reached the deal, we provided the money, and then he could interact with fans. And it was really cool that he was doing that. Um, but when we first started talking about it, we actually went to the university and said, okay, how do we do this? And they're like, well, in the state of Florida, there's nothing we can do. You need to, you need to figure it out. You need to go to the athletes. And that's just, that's the challenge right now is in some other states that didn't have NIL laws, they're able to just, they can actually broker the deals. And Florida State cannot do that. So that's that's what the legislature and Peter talked about that. There is a bill. There are a couple of bills that are trying to address that. We'll see if that happens. Um, but right now, you can't go directly to the school or Mike Norvell and say, hey, I want to give a, a player money. You have to actually go to the player or their representative or a group like uh, Rising Spear. And that's the link. And if you're uh, on the WarChamp podcast feed, because this will be uh, out there tomorrow, risingspear.com. So. We don't have a visual medium for the pods, but it's risingspear.com. So, Ira, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and remember, everybody, um, things like this are possible because you hit the like button underneath this video, the subscribe button. Every little bit helps, as Peter Collins was talking about. Every little bit helps because it increases our ability to make a call and for entities like the Board of Trustees to say, you know what, it's worth our time. Uh, to join places like WarChan TV. So, uh, Ira, I think you've already offered most of your final thoughts, but if you've got anything else that you'd like to say, final word to you before we sign off tonight. Just that I would, you know, this isn't me. I'm not kissing up to Peter Collins. It doesn't matter to me whether or not he likes me or likes us. It's it, I, I have sensed the difference, and I touched, and it was the first question I asked him, or maybe second question. I have noticed that I've been covering Florida State for a long time. Uh, you have as well. You know, having a president and a and a athletic director and a board of trustees chair and a football coach, all with an aligned vision and a shared vision, is really important. And and it eliminates some of the deciding who I want to do this or you want to do that. What's important to you? What's important to me? They do all seem to have a unified vision. I I can sense that, and I've seen it, and I think it's in practice. And now again, I, I can't tell you how many wins that's going to result in this season. But I think from an overall athletics department standpoint, I do feel like things are. They're heading in the same direction, which, you know, even if it's if it's not perfectly what you want it to be, they're all heading in the right direction. I think that's important. For the managing editor of Warchant.com, he's Irish Chaffel. My name is Tom Lang. I'm the director of original content at Warchant.com and Warchant TV. Stay tuned to this channel. Subscribe to us. Uh, we'll have a lot of great stuff coming for you this upcoming weekend on Warchant TV and in the weeks to come in preparation for spring football. Until next time, we're signing off from Warchant TV.